Ho, ho, ho. Welcome to episode 26 of season two of the Connect2 podcast, the Christmas episode. My name is Jeff Cullen. And I'm Mark Hughes. Hey, Jeff, how are you? Very Christmassy. Thank you. I love the Christmas hat you're wearing. Well, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's special. It's very right? festive. Yeah, exactly. I'm feeling festive as we approach December 1st. Wow. And 20, 25 whole days of Christmas joy. I'm going for some more ASRM. <laughs> this is good coffee. What is it? Oh, it is from Toronto. 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 It is from Propellerhead Coffee in Toronto. It is a San Gerardo from Guatemala. Ah, has very nice. Tasting notes of caramel, fudge, and yuzu. Yuzu. Which I think is a Japanese citrus fruit. Oh, interesting. I love people's creativity. Don't know if it's Japanese or not. I know that I've had it on some sort of Japanese style. Uh, Japanese style chicken from President's Choice. Oh, yeah. Not a sponsor. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. That is really good coffee. Very tasty. That is really tasty. Oh, we have treats today mm. in celebration of Christmas. Yep. And um, <clears throat> so that's our coffee. Yep. Is that's that your... a poppy seed uh, Danish? This is a poppy How seed Danish. How is it? It's really good. Yeah, this is cheese, eh? It's not very cheesy, but it's very tasty. Really? Yeah. I will <clears throat> be smiling with poppy seeds all day. There you go. <laughs> Do you have any dad jokes? Uh. What is uh, <clears throat> what do Santa call? What does Santa call his? Pardon me. <clears throat> excuse me. Little helpers. I don't know. Subordinate clauses. <laughs> <laughs> I had a dream. The ocean was filled with orange soda. Oh, okay. It was a fantasy. A fantasy. That's not a Christmas joke. No, it's true. These are not Christmas jokes. Uh, I started uh, a business building yachts in my attic. Okay. Sales are going through the roof. <laughs> I phoned my work this morning and said, sorry, boss, I can't come in today. I have a week off. He said, you have a week off? Me? Really? Thanks. See you next week. There you go. Ha, ha, ha. There you go. <laughs> what do lawyers wear to court? Law shoes. Lawsuits. <laughs> I was close. I was close. You're close. Okay. okay. So, um, things you learned. What did you learn this week? Ah, man. What did I learn this week? I don't know. I've been watching a show. Uh-oh. Yeah, always dangerous, right? I've been watching this show on Netflix called uh, Ancient Apocalypse. we got two episodes to go. And I don't know if I actually learn anything. It's quite it's quite entertaining. But is it, it's is it controversial? Apparently, according to my wife, yes, it's controversial. Uh, I've seen this this the host is a guy who's been on you know occasionally he'll show up on Joe Rogan or bottom line he's a he's not an archaeologist I guess he's a journalist but he's he's been writing about alternative history for like thirty years. And almost on the edge of, I, I think. Alternative I, history is not the same thing as conspiracies. Well, if if there's a conspiracy in his show, I think it's that the acad the academic world 
is not happy with somebody who comes along and says, well, maybe we haven't quite fully understood. You know, basically, maybe all the books that have been written and that you've based your career on as an academic might be wrong. So he's not very popular, as many people in the past have been when they come up with controversial ideas. But so he's more it's of like a Donald Trump. Yeah. So he's kind of an amateur. I don't know if I'd call him an amateur archaeologist. He's like a non-conforming archaeologist. But the show is just quite fascinating. All of these sites around the world that, you know, not surprising, given we were talking about this on the weekend, like the whole idea of physics, classical physics versus quantum physics. We, you know, we continue to discover things. So So the idea idea with... Physics is that if you have an apple and it falls, it's gravity and it's predictable. Right. So this the idea of the show is that, is that it's all statistical. Right. This show is around stuff like the orthodoxy in anthropology or archaeology would be that up until a certain, let's say, 8,000 years ago, or maybe, maybe it's six, humans didn't have the capacity to build you know, massive settlements. And then they find a massive settlement in Turkey, uh, like Gotepe, Gotepe, Gotepe. Oh, I can't remember now. Anyways, it's it's on all the shows, and they they you know they date it to like twelve thousand years, and suddenly it's like, well, this, this thing shouldn't exist, right? And so, unfortunately, as often happens in academia, a lot of people then just dismiss it, or it's aliens. You know, they don't want to talk about it, or yeah, or it's, it's aliens. aliens. And this guy is basically saying, it seems that what we think we know, we don't necessarily know, right? And that's all he's saying. And, but that doesn't wash. So it's fascinating. It's a very entertaining it's like show. Chariots it's of a the bit God. in the style of the Chariots of the Gods, but he's not hes not saying there's anything supernatural or basically saying it seems like maybe there was more advanced societies sooner than we thought. Could who be. maybe, you know, were wiped out by some kind of natural cataclysm. Well, with that, that length of time, things degrade. And- well, that's right. We don't remember really you know, um, the historical record. So I, I've learned that I'm really enjoying this show. Maybe they moved into the sea. Yeah. Yeah. It could be like, uh, like in, uh, what kind of, Tolokan. Tolokan. Yeah. Yeah. They call him Cuckoo Khan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you have to say it with the Star Trek world. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I know. It's, uh, what's know. his name? Uh, um, oh, I'm having a blank today. The Wakandan. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, I know, I understand yeah. that. But if you say it with the Star Trek, that's right. You can mix your oh, oh, mix so your metaphors and your movie. They call him Cuckoo Khan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What about what have you learned? <laughs> wow. So I had a major collision. Um, so I play volleyball uh, a couple times a week, and um, let's specify this is not a vehicular collision. No. No. I had um, so I was. We it's been a bit of a struggle with our men's team trying to keep get um, get people out. I mean, since COVID happened, it's been a bit more challenging. People just mm-hmm. don't want to participate as much. And um, anyway, so uh, so there is different positions in volleyball. I usually play middle, but I'm only six foot two. We've had a couple of six foot five. <laughs> only six mi- foot two, he says. Well, so. As a middle, that's kind of short. Okay, all right. So normally you want your tallest, lankiest uh, guy uh, in the middle. And uh, so I've played every position. 
except for mostly I, there's one called power which is basically just hit it as hard as you can okay and i'm not super strong so i'm there are guys who just are like muscle bound and right can just crank it and um and so i was setting which is uh so basically every time the second ball comes up it comes to the setter yeah and uh i went to go set the ball in my six foot five very large middle and decided that he wanted to go for it at the same time and he and i collided and it was hard <laughs> we ended up on the other side of the net halfway into oh my the other god court. it was a big collision and uh, f equals m time uh, uh, mass times acceleration yeah i mean <laughs> i i gotta remember that i'm not a spring chicken and that's right I bounced up and i'm going i'm ready to go yeah i'm good i'm good <laughs> i'll worry about this later so i kind of kept going and then i realized oh, i think i pulled a hamstring a bit uh, i still go i'm good to go and then uh, a couple days later i just started getting a real soreness related to my shoulder and uh so I'm trying different things trying uh i tried um there's this stuff that I used when I was in uh, when I was in um, in the World Masters in 2009. So we yep. competed in volleyball. I all of a sudden got a major cramp in my calf, and it hurt really bad. Yeah, and uh, I didn't think I could play. So or potassium. Uh, I tried using this. Uh, it's a topical anti-inflammatory instead of like an Advil. Oh, okay. Um, because Advil affects your whole body, whereas right topical is more localized sure it worked, it worked magic oh it was, wow it was really good so i thought i would try that eh, apparently it's not strong enough for whatever is wrong with me uh, okay. my shoulder oh, I'm and sorry. Um, uh, so i was in a fair bit of pain i tried cbd worked a little bit not great right. but advil yeah i went for the full strength of advil and that's uh, that's uh, that seems to be doing it that's for now that's getting it so that i yeah. can function because uh i was basically having trouble staying vertical so wow um uh, just because it it i don't know what i've done to myself i've got a physio appointment tomorrow hopefully wow hopefully it's uh nothing too uh serious serious yeah but, uh, have you heard of uh that great volleyball player sean o'shea <laughs> no he's a great irish setter <laughs> Uh, what did you learn okay. this week? I just told you. I learned that uh, everything we know about ancient history oh, might true. be wrong. You did tell me. Yeah. I guess I didn't learn it. No, <laughs> there you go. I saw an article. That I'm tired of the paywalls. I keep seeing all these really interesting articles on Facebook and whatnot. And you're like, you say, oh, this looks interesting. And then you get, you get hit with a paywall. So oh. I just saw one today. Uh, an old uh, colleague of mine posted and the headline talks about the automotive, the Canadian automotive industry mm -hmm. and the impact that the switch to uh, uh, electric vehicles might have. And it said 250,000 jobs in the Canadian automotive industry might be lost if we can't pivot. So I thought, well, that sounds interesting. And, uh, but it wasn't just a paywall. It was just like this whole page of, of like legalese popped up. And I'm like, you know what? There's too much, uh, that's too much work. So I didn't read the article, but it did look interesting. Well, here's something related to that that's uh, very useful. So um, I, I do listen to Pivot. Ah, with, uh, as do I. Kara Swisher and uh, Scott Galloway. Yes. And uh, apparently, they're, uh, so 
with the stuff going on with with Twitter, <laughs> the endless, the endless saga that is Elon. There, um, so uh, Scott is an investor in this this thing from uh, Noam Barden. Okay, he is. He used to be the CEO of Waze. Waze, oh, which wow. got bought by Google. It's right. basically a, a community based wayfinding system. Mm. Okay, um, actually, but- my wife's been using Waze. And she loves it. Yeah. Yeah. She, one of her friends uh, or a colleague that she went to this thing with um, this retreat was using it down in, in uh, Washington state. Yeah. And it was like, this is really powerful. Well, and apparently, so what he's done is after he sold it, he he eventually left and he started this new thing and it's called post and it's uh, the website is post.news. Okay. And um, what it will be is it will specifically deal with what you're talking about paywalls. So it is moderated, curated information ah. that is basically with micropayments instead of paywalls. Okay. So in so he is trying to negotiate with a bunch of these publishers. So you want to read this article? It's like twenty five cents, or no? I think it's I think it's more like two cents. Oh wow! Really? Like I think it's it's like really small okay. payments. Sure. And then the idea is uh, they do add up though over time. Well, exactly. But uh, so the idea is that the problem is like you go to Twitter and you see something in the Wall Street Journal yeah. or, or the Washington Post and or even the New York Times. And if you're not a subscriber, you hit a paywall. And yes. uh, and, and then like it's just like I don't want to subscribe for a hundred dollars just to read one stupid article. That's right. Um, some of them have the so many free articles a month thing, which I think is good. But uh, some don't. Right. It's just well, immediate. the Guardian, Guardian is an awesome paper and i don't pay for it but uh but it is it does offer you you can watch it and then they kind of contact you and say would you like to subscribe that's right um so it's a different approach you owe us you looked at our free stuff so the idea with the post is um so uh, it's been accelerated because of the whole twitter issue right so he's he's basically moved forward and they're basically putting people in in batches. So right now, if you want to go to post.news, you can put yourself on a waiting list and they will advise you when it's ready. Oh, wow. And uh, and then they will let people in while the infrastructure is being built out to Isn't that support cool? it. What if you say Scott Galloway sent me? <laughs> well, so and Kara Swisher is an advocate for this, and uh, and uh, Scott Galloway is an investor. He's an one investor. of the main investors. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so, so this is a big uh, this is a big deal. Okay. Uh, if it works out, uh, apparently this guy Noam Barden is got uh, quite the reputation for being a good guy, a thoughtful guy, and a guy who actually like it's done well. This is going to be moderated. This will be properly curated, and you and it's intended for civil discourse, not, not uh, Twitter, like, Twitterish type, type oh of my stuff. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see the thing with Elon where he took a picture of his night table? Yeah, apparently these were neither of these were actual guns. No, no, they're fake guns. Fake one, guns. Is, one is like a from a a fake gun from it looked quite. <laughs> Intimidating. This is a replica of George Washington's flintlock or yeah, something ridiculous. And, one, thing. and the other one was like from a game <laughs> Who called. Who would have that? Deuce Ex Humana or something. Like oh, uh, uh, Deus Ex Machina. Uh, I don't. I don't think. Oh it, no, it's, you know, it's Humana or. Something. Oh really? Because there was a game called Deus Ex Machina, but maybe there's a variant of it. Maybe yeah. it's a different. Would different... a famous gun 
yeah so yeah. it's like yeah so but it has no if you look closely there's no trigger no so no, no, no it's no, no. it's a fake gun right but, uh, and then like three cans or four cans of of uh caffeine free diet coke which i'm going like why why bother <laughs> yeah a lot of people have been saying that yeah fizzy brown water yeah exactly yeah. um well speaking of video games what was the game that uh uh the ftx guy was uh playing i don't know i actually I, it wasn't league of legends but it was some so i was watching a thing about about that whole debacle which continues to unravel right and they were oh, saying it's getting worse all these investors who were impressed with this guy who really is just a douchebag if you think about it because he'd been at this investors meeting and they gave him 200 million dollars and he never stopped playing the game right and they were all like whoa that guy's like you know like he's the bomb right he's so chill it turns out he's really shitty at that game <laughs> like really? he's really not good <laughs> so again like everything about this guy is just nonsense right <laughs> i mean to have the 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 hubris to like yeah i'm gonna meet with these people but I'm going to keep playing keep this playing video game, game that I'm not good at. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I, I didn't hear the part that he wasn't good at. No, it, so. Like people looked into it and they're like, he's not, yeah, he's nowhere on the leaderboards. He's just, he's really bad at this game. Unbelievable. Okay. So today's topic. Yeah. Is what makes Christmas great? What makes Christmas great? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> wow there are so many things that so my my older kid is totally it's not that he's anti-christmas but he's very disturbed by the the how how soon he's a big fan of halloween and he's like halloween wasn't even over we're already doing christmas i hate that so our house right now we're in a christmas free zone until december 1st except my younger son has decorated his room because he's really christmas He's really pro he's Christmas. Pro Christmas. But you got the pro and the anti The agreement was not so much anti. He's like, when it's time, we'll get into it. So the agreement is that uh, the younger one has to keep the door to his room closed at all times when he has all his Christmas lights. But his, his room looks great. He's got all these lights around. He's got a little Christmas tree. It's it's pretty cool. But you the know, other one's like, what I, what I find not su super interesting is during the pandemic, um, people were encouraged to keep. I mean, it gets so dark here in the winter. People are encouraged to keep their Christmas lights on longer. What I right. really noticed is they've also apparently started earlier. So yes. uh, I like normally you never see Christmas lights on before yeah, about December 1st. Right. Our neighborhood is all lit up with yeah. colorful lights. People have trees up already. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, they're going okay, to town. It's is, awesome. This is a bit much. That's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> I mean, a little bit of color is good. I mean, we have. You know, yeah, that's true. I mean, in that's the winter, true. it kind of gets dark and gloomy and overcast. Well, my, my wife's a little sensitive to that. Our, our neighbors, this has nothing to do with Christmas, but our neighbors two doors over have these lights in their backyard. Uh, you see them sometimes in like bars. Edison and, Edison yes. Lights? Yeah, we have them in our front. These goddamn lights. <laughs> it's us. Uh, it's like 5 a.m. These what? lights come on and they stay on till like 11 o'clock at night. It's driving my wife crazy. We actually talked to them and for a while they, they changed the, the time. I think they had their uh, your, your yard broken into. So I think it's a certain security uh, element. Okay. But our bedroom, like if we don't close like the, the darkening Blind. drapes, it's like we're living next to the airport, like with a runway. 
So that's lit our, up lights. That's our. That's our. It's a bit of a touchy subject that's, that's in our, our house. Front yard. So yeah, our front. Turn so, that shit off. So we have a whole bunch of neighbors that have strung up these Edison lights. It looks awesome, right? It's yeah. very. Uh, it's very inviting. It's great in the summer. Um, uh, and so I'm, I go like, wow, I gotta get get me some too. So, oh, so okay. I went and got my myself some in the summer. Order from Costco. But like, I don't know which one to pick. I'll pick this one. Whatever. Right. Right. It turns out I don't know what I bought, but mine is twice as bright as everybody there you else's. Go. Mark is uh, lighting so, it up. So you know, it's like daytime at night. Yeah. So ours, uh, fortunately, we always turn ours off. Okay. At about eleven o'clock. Um, but uh, I'll tell you, it's 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 quite nice to have a bit of that. You know, it's uh, they're all LED, so they don't use much power. Right. And um, but they're they're called Edison lights because they look like they have filament. Yes, that's right. So that's cool. Uh, getting back to Christmas, I guess. Well, first of all, I mean, I grew up, uh, well, raised Catholic, but not highly devout Catholic. So, you know, the secularism of Christmas is really what I tend to connect to because I'm kind of beyond all of that religious stuff. But I do remember midnight mass as a kid being pretty awesome just because it was, uh, there was a sense of community, although we never went to church any other week. So midnight mass is a fond memory. Um, Christmas movies. I guess one of our traditions for our family is there's a, there's a handful of movies. We'll try the movies and, and TV shows. And as the kids are getting older, it's a bit of a, I mean, die hard. Uh, do we have to watch a stupid Christmas die movie? Hard? No, die hard isn't. Uh, die hard is totally a Christmas movie. No, I was just, it's not on our list. No, the big and ones Iron for Man us are, 3. are uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Elf, uh, a Christmas story, which I, we just watched despite my older son's, uh, he Objection. didn't, he didn't sit for it. Um, but our younger son watched it. The, uh, I guess it's a sequel to a Christmas story with a grown up Peter Billingsley. Really? He's in his fifties now. Oh yeah. This is on Netflix. Oh, Hilarious. The new thing? Okay. Oh, really good. Okay. Really good. What's it called? Christmas? Um, it's called a Christmas story story. Okay. <laughs> so it's great. It's set in the eighties. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't, I had to look up when was the original film set and it was actually set in oh, 1940. Yeah, it was yeah. Like, yeah, cuz it's like a yeah. special BB gun. So actually this actually this would be more set like even in the the 70s, sorry. So cuz I think it's 33 years after Ralphie uh the first movie, right? And so it's really good. It's really good. Um I mean it's kind of schlocky, but it's good. So that Christmas Day uh the Alistair Sim version of a Christmas Carol, Although the last couple of years I've wound up watching it by myself, but that's okay. That's a, a super uh, a tradition for me. My wife likes to bake and then give people that we know, friends and whatnot, uh, Christmas baking. In the 70s. So that's kind of a big deal for her. It's called a Christmas story Christmas. Oh, a Christmas story Christmas. Not yeah. Story story. Close. Yeah. Close. Uh, it's quite good. So baking... You know, we do the Christmas, uh, we have the endless debate, real tree versus artificial tree. Although this year we'll have to go real because my kid has the artificial one in his room. <laughs> so, you know, we'll spend 50 bucks on a tree. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's more, it's kind of tradition that, that makes it special. 
um, you know, I don't think we should only be nice to each other you know, one one time of the year, but there is certain specialness about Christmas, I think. Well, I think there's a couple of things. If you think about it, uh, for me, I think that there's like, uh, so you, so there's a couple of days that are important for a variety of reasons. There's okay. uh, Christmas and there's birthdays. Because oh. those are days when other people are thinking, or people are thinking about someone other maybe than themselves, right? So um, it's a... It's a Theoretically, in, yes. In theory, yeah. So, <laughs> but, but in general, if you have, uh, I mean, people will wish you a happy birthday. There's basically a time for kind of, I think that, both of those times at Christmas, if you, you know, if you do some exchange of gifts. So one of the things that drives me bananas is when you go and, and, uh, somebody says, give me a list for what you want for Christmas. I'm going like, you know, just go get it yourself. Like, that's right. Like you need a little bit of a little bit, like I could see, okay, you can get me something like this or something like that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but don't, don't give like a shopping list. Yeah. And, uh, and these things. So one of the things I really learned with, uh, so anyways, let me back up. So, so for me, birthdays and Christmases are days where you're, you're set aside. There's kind of something special about that day. Um, people feel like they're being treated special for a day mm, Yeah. and <clears throat> Christmas you're, I mean, everybody's treating everybody special for a day. Right. But, so that those are basically a lot of time you kind of got your head down. You're not really paying attention to anybody sure. else. You're doing your own thing. Yeah. And those are two times of the year where where there's a moment where people pause and reflect and hopefully are nice to one another. Generally, and, yeah. and, and Christmas in general, people are a little more cheerful. There are people who struggle. There's all kinds of mental health issues. I was going to say, people. for some people, Christmas is, is like, I have a lot of mixed feelings about Christmas mm -hmm. and like your comment about the list, right? Yeah. Um, it kind of defeats since the we had, point. Yeah. Since we've had kids, let's just say that the grandparents haven't, haven't really represented, right? <laughs> we get a lot of that list stuff, right? It's mm -hmm. all very mechanical. And um, well, that's, that's the problem. If we hear, there's some certain grandparents and not naming names here who in some years haven't even, they kind of forgot. It's just like <laughs> unbelievable. Right. Um, so I think for a lot of people, it, 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 it's got special meaning, but for some people there's also like a bit of a dark side. And so I tend to try to be kind with the realization that not everybody is necessarily having a great day right so just you know well going out of my way to be a little bit kinder because hey if you love christmas yay good for you and if you're like struggling with it then you could probably use that a little bit of that extra outreach right without a lot of entanglements well and i think so, it's no expectation it's useful to think about other people at this time because it, it is a difficult time for a lot of people yep. um and um but if you can use it as a time to start thinking about somebody other than yourself, I think that's awesome. Yep. I think the other thing is uh, one of the things, um, and I probably, I don't know if we did this last year, but for me, um, Christmas was never special until I met my wife's dad. 
Oh. So uh, Christmas was always about expectations and disappointments. <laughs> okay. So no, I get it. Up until then, it was kind of like, oh, it's Christmas. I get gifts. And then I'd get one gift, and it was it was always kind of like, huh, <laughs> why did I get a pair of socks? Like, it, I mean, it, it was not quite that bad. My parents meant well, but I don't think they really kind of captured the essence. So they were kind of doing more like a Hanukkah thing. Here's a here's a notepad. Well, we or didn't a, we didn't top. Here's we did, a dreidel. We did not Same have a lot year. of Great. lot of we did not have a lot of money. Right. So, uh and I understand that now. Um now, but the thing is I met Lori's dad and Lori's dad loved Christmas. He went to town on Christmas. So he was the spirit of the thing. He was the spirit of the thing, but he also had he had less money than my parents did. Right. Uh, but what he did is you always got lots of gifts, but they were weird little gifts. Then they were little, right? Right. You'd go, you know, you'd get, a, there was always a stocking and in the stocking, sure. you got like these weird, bizarre little things that you get at the dollar store or whatever, but they were fun. Right. Right. And they showed some, a little bit of thought or, or well, not all of them. Sometimes you get an orange or you get this, but, but they're. <laughs> Oranges are big. Like my mother talks about when she was a kid in the forties and all that, they would get an orange at Christmas because you never got oranges any other time of the year. Exactly. So, you know, I just had two on the way here. So, <laughs> so there, ha. But, uh, so what I really appreciated was, um, the effort for these small, not expensive sure. gifts and lot, you know, a few little ones. Cause I was the outsider. I was not right. part of the family. We weren't quite married. We weren't married yet. And uh, I was welcomed in and I had my own stocking and I had my own, uh, I got my own presents and all that stuff. And I totally appreciated the fact that, that there was an effort to include me right. in the family and, sure. and that there was, um, what I realized is my parents were so concerned about the one gift ah. that that's the only thing we got. And what Lori's dad did was many Cheap gifts. Right. Um, that really, they run the gambit. So if you miss with one or two, it doesn't matter. But if yeah. you're only doing one and you miss, and you yeah. miss hard with the one, that's it. Yeah, you're that's done. problematic. Yeah. And uh, it, was, yeah. it was, I was, I was pretty spoiled as a child. I'd get a lot of toys and, and uh, yeah, I, I didn't, you know, GI Joe this and, you know, so I never really had complaints there. Well, uh, I probably did when I was really little, but as I got older, definitely didn't. Yeah. But it, and it was, you know, it was just, uh, it was like, here's your gift, mom. Here's your gift, like one gift. And, right. And, you know, it's nice to get, because sometimes the the thing with the gift it's the that you have a gift and there's you know yeah you're opening it up well, we, and if it's only one thing it's kind of like one and done yeah what we try to do yeah no that would be that's a lot of eggs in one basket we try to do a good number of gifts and some of them you know for the kids and each other and like you say there might be one thing that's kind of like the special that, one the, the thing you wanted or but a lot of little things that attempt to demonstrate some thoughtfulness, right? It's like I was at a particular shop, I saw this little book, or you know, to me that's that's pretty cool. Well, now and it's usually I was well shopping, received. Now it's I'm shopping online and I press the. I button. press this button. Yeah. See, I don't like that people who order all their stuff. Well, I, I mean, it's up to them. It's your it's your business, but I like more of a personal going out there and and reaching out. But so I like the community side. I like. 
I like a lot of it. Um, are you a happy holidays or a Merry Christmas guy? Ah, uh, Merry Christmas. <clears throat> Sam, I'm, uh, if, if I know the person, here's how I play it. If I don't know the person or if I'm doing like a generic, like, you know, in my, my, let's say emails over the happy holidays, because I don't know, somebody might be, maybe they're Kwanzaa person or they're, they're, uh, they're, uh, um, uh, Hanukkah, Festivus. Right? So, or maybe they're a Festivus person. So I try to keep it generic. If on the other hand, someone wishes me Merry Christmas, then I wish them Merry Christmas. I'm not one of these, uh, you know, social justice warriors. Someone says Merry Christmas and you're like, well, happy holidays. That just feels passive aggressive. <laughs> so somebody says Merry Christmas. I figure, Hey, they're at Christmas. They're into Christmas. Merry Christmas. If somebody said, you know, happy Kwanzaa, I'd be like happy holidays. Or I might even say happy Kwanzaa. I have a friend who, uh, I mean, he's Jewish and, uh, he, uh, he would say Merry Christmas and, uh, I'm going like, you know, you're saying Merry Christmas, isn't it? Hanukkah says, eh, Hanukkah is not such a big deal in the Jewish tradition. It just happens to kind of coincide right. around the same time as, as Christmas. Eight crazy nights. He says, and here's the catch. I get Christmas off because you like Christmas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I go like, I'm all for a holiday. So I'm going like, yeah, you know what? It's really, pragmatic. That's a yeah. very pragmatic yeah. approach. Now, maybe it's not sensitive, but it is definitely a pragmatic approach. And honestly, if if I was getting days off for Ramadan, I'd be going like, happy Ramadan. Yeah, like exactly. If, if you were getting days off for Hanukkah, I'd be like, happy Hanukkah. Yep. Right? Like, uh, I just, I again, we're, we're going into territory that I don't want to go too deep into, but there's just an article about that about in schools, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. Don't push Christmas too hard was basically the message. And again, I'm okay with that. I mean, I'm not offended if a teacher is going like, you know, we have, I mean, we live in a multicultural society. So you got a classroom of eight, you know, 12 or whatever, <laughs> 12. Yeah. Good luck. 43, <laughs> eight year olds. And you're the teacher and you realize different, um, uh, backgrounds, different, different cultural backgrounds. So I would certainly not be saying don't say Merry Christmas, but I think it's fair to be a little bit more inclusive and say, you know, and what better way to educate everybody in the classroom around some of you do Christmas, Merry, and other people do other, and then some of you don't do anything. So get out. <laughs> well, I, I have a friend, uh, friend who, uh, he disappears for parts of Christmas. He's, oh, uh, I think I know this friend. And, uh, He's a solstice guy. Yeah. And uh, you know yeah. what? Saturnalia <laughs> is the, the ancient Roman holiday that, guess what? But he takes the holidays. Though. We found out about, we looked into it. My son was like, curious, right? It was, uh, it was, I think it was seven days of revelry that ended on December 24th. Oh, and then December go. 25th was like a day of, of recovery. Right. And that's what the, and apparently because the Romans, when they began to adopt Christianity, some of the Roman emperors, they wanted to make Christmas palatable to Roman citizens who were like, what the hell is this new religion now? And so they went, tell you what we'll do. We'll make the, the Christmassy Christian celebration at the same time as what we're already doing, right? Law of, uh, uh, you know, least resistance. And they mm -hmm. just kind of matched it up with tradition. And, you know, 2,000 years later, a Saturnalia is gone and we do Christmas. But they're very similar. And there was the exchanging of gifts. There was a lot of that 
same tradition. Well, I think I think, I think Christmas is a um, as it is celebrated right now is totally a, a melange of a whole bunch of different uh, historical celebrations that yep. have been molded into one. Now everybody associates it with Christianity. There's but, so many variants of Santa Claus, yeah, it's, right? It's all over. A couple years ago, we went to the Krumpus night. That was awesome. So uh, the Krumpus being kind of a Santa who is uh, like a bit of a terrifying yeah, that's character. A, and that's usually at the beginning of December. Yeah. Krampus? Krampus. Krampus depends on where it comes yeah. from. But anyway. uh, so that's, I think, German? But so yeah. fundamentally, don't let uh, the Krampus get you. Fundamentally, Christmas is a time of thinking about other people. Right. Um, I mean, even the concept of saying happy holidays versus, I mean, especially if you're talking to a large group of individuals where they're, they're, they could be all, all different kinds of cultural backgrounds. Yeah. I, I totally agree with the, the thing of identifying uh, happy holidays. Um, yeah, it's fine. Like, I, I think. I think the the idea is you're trying to wish people the best at the time right. of year, and uh... so, so this just I tell this I have a Christmas story, and uh -oh. you'll be you'll remember this, okay? Because <clears throat> one of the things that I do miss being self employed for all these years, and now my wife is getting more self employed, is and she's been working for a small firm, so not really any Christmas parties. Mm -hmm. Corporate Christmas parties were kind of fun, right? They could Whether be, you yeah. were yeah. So so do you remember? we used to work for the same employer and uh, I use this as a, cause I teach sometimes we'll talk about cultural diversity in organizations. Right. So do you remember the one year everybody got a ham? Oh yeah. 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 So our employer, who was a very generous man, but a bit of a good old boy. Oh, right? definitely. A good so old boy. decided everybody was going to get a ham. I told Paula it was a two pound ham and she's like, it's not two pounds. It was like a half a pound ham. Anyways, but nevertheless. Right. So the one year, because it turns out I only was I only worked there for two years, so two and a half years. It seemed longer, but everybody gets a ham. But we remember had a bunch of Muslims who were working for <laughs> the firm, and they were all in one department for some reason. I don't know what that was about, but anyhow, geo, calls one of the, the guys geotext, calls one of these guys up, and the guy's looking obviously uncomfortable. So I can't remember who it was, but somebody clued in, and it was like, shh, 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 "These are they don't eat ham." Oh, really? <laughs> right? So <laughs> embarrassment all around. But hey, heart in the right place, right? Do you remember what happened the following year? No. So the following year, it was kind of like this time we're on top of it, right? So we had hams for everybody and some kind of, I think it was like a spice rack or something for the folks who are not Christian, who don't, don't ham. consume ham. Now, <laughs> I was like... This will be great. It'll be smooth, right? It was not smooth because he made a big deal out of it. He's like, oh, yeah. And for the people who don't eat ham, <laughs> like it was some weird thing. We got these spice racks. <laughs> it was a totally identifying them as other. It was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Come on and get your spice rack, you non-ham eater, you. He goes, Mohammed, uh, thank you very much. <laughs> I was just like, how to, how to do well? And screw it up at the same time. Well, you know, it's funny Love because that. so when I left that firm and started my own firm, um, we had um, uh, we had Christmas parties. And every yeah. Christmas I gave people a ham. Nice. Because the uh, and, and in addition, 
you know, people would get a Christmas bonus and all that stuff. But the ham was, it was kind of like, that was what you got from our, my, our previous employer. Most of the people that were working there had worked for the previous employer. Right. And it was kind of like a little bit of a, a little bit of a dig, I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. But uh, that carried on for a long time. It was a lot of effort. But we also had, uh, I mean, it wasn't just people who didn't eat ham because of, uh, you know, religious basis. It was also because vegetarian or whatever, right? right. So, so, but we basically, sure. everybody got something. There you go. Right. And it was, uh, it was always, um, you know, we always identify ahead of time who, you know, and label who, what is for who. Yeah. A little bit uh, of uh, person. Did it come with a card? Muslim no. or Jew, no ham for you. Enjoy your spice rack. <laughs> no. AW. No, no, I never did a spice rack. <laughs> Usually it was uh, dependent upon what was available at Costco because <laughs> that's go. where we got all the hams. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, and then we would try and find something appropriate, um, you know, because it would be different because some people you'd get like, you know, some sort of... Uh, uh, fruit cake or something like that yeah and then oh and then it's it, got rum in it damn it exactly <laughs> had that too I, we, we don't drink alcohol either what is wrong with you people <laughs> <laughs> um so for me i really like it i think it's a time especially in a uh, you know especially in the middle of winter when it's dark it's the longest day of the year. Yeah. You have all the Christmas lights. You have people trying to be nice to one another. It would be really easy Mariah Carey. to <laughs> yeah. be really easy to kind of fall into um, to a pattern a deep of despair, a deep despair. <laughs> an existential crisis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and I do think there are a lot, especially of... these days with well, the, with the news and the social media. I'm like, oh, well, and man. I think there's lots of people that do do struggle. I um, mean, even during the whole COVID thing, there were a lot of people who were alone. Yes, um, and that was a is a really tough time, right? And um, yeah. and I mean, so for some people, it's just at Christmas, but uh, other people, it was like for an extended period of oh, time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Pandemic. My, yeah. I have a, a cousin, a second cousin. So my cousin's daughter. And she kind of got stranded. She was... Um, oh, like... She was in... She was uh, visiting in... Uh, uh, she was visiting from Cincinnati in uh, Lisbon. And, oh. um And when everything kind of got shut down and mm -hmm. everybody... So she basically was able to do her schoolwork <clears throat> remotely and mm -hmm. online, although she had to get up at crazy hours in the middle of the sure. night to attend her classes. Um, but she had like this small little apartment yeah. and it was all by herself. So she would get up, walk to the beach, you know, with a cup of coffee that sure. she made herself. And then, uh, and then, um, She'd walk back and then do her classes and pretty lonely time. Fortunately, yeah. I mean, she had family there, right. but I mean, all things considered, I'd rather be from Cincinnati oh. stranded in Lisbon than, than the other way around. Be from Lisbon and stranded in Cincinnati. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I could totally see that. Well, you know, another holiday that's tough on people is, is Valentine's day where yeah. it's like, we're celebrating love. Oh, are you single? No love in your life? Oh, sorry. So a lot of people are not too keen on Valentine's Day. Or they'll try to do, we've tried to broaden it, right? So again, 
I think there's a certain sensitivity. Well, and it's the same with Mother's Day. And oh, sure. Don't have Father's a Mother's Day. Ooh. Well, <laughs> going one step further is, uh, it, I mean, they're kind of like Hallmark holidays. They're holidays that are made by Christmas cards. Absolutely. Company. And the thing I didn't realize. I like Arbor Day. Well, well, what I, I didn't appreciate at the time was that uh, Father's Day and Mother's Day are different depending on what part of the planet you're on. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, in Europe, it's a different day than it is in, in Canada. Cool. So, I would get the Happy Mother's Day things um, for my mom or whatever from my Portuguese <clears throat> relatives. And it was, like, uh, two months early or something like that. And it was, like... What are they doing? So it's because it's a different day. It's a diff different day on the calendar. Much like Labor Day in North America is September long. Right. Whereas everywhere else, it's May May Day. Sure. Because yeah. that's, uh, that's uh, so they basically changed it from May because they didn't want any association with the uh, Communist Party, Communist Party yeah. and May Day. <clears throat> and, uh, uh, yeah. and now in Alberta, they've just gotten rid of it, haven't they? What's Alberta Day now or something? Yeah, they've changed. Like, there is no Labor Day. Anymore. Let's not get started. <laughs> um, I'm reminded, yeah, yeah, Father's Day, Mother's Day. Now, you know, he's been disgraced, so. But there was a, a comedian, I won't name him, but he was quite funny when we didn't know about him, right? But he had a bit about Mother's Day and Father's, particularly Father's Day, right? He'd be like, on Father's Day, my wife buys a three pack of briefs under under underwear, which she opens, she takes out one pair, puts it in a bag. And that's what I get one pair of underwear. <laughs> and he'd be like, there's no way that would wash on mother's day. If I bought my wife one pair of underwear and that's all she got, that would be, I'd never hear the end of it. So why, why do fathers get like the short end of the stick kind of thing? So, yeah, or ties. Or ties. Ties and socks. Especially these days. Got you a tie, Dad. Who the hell's wearing ties these days? Right? <laughs> when your kids are little, they make you something from school. That's kind of fun, right? Major an ashtray, or it's not an ashtray anymore, but it's some sort of sculpture-ish thing. That's kind of cool. I still have some of those on my desk. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I always pick my own gift. It's like, this is what I want. Again, it's, you know... And everybody's cool with it. Not well, at Christmas, but at Father's Day, I think I've got the prerogative because I'm so childish. There's things that I want, and they'd be like, "We got you something practical." I'm being, oh, I wanted something stupid. I want something stupid. Well, <laughs> you go get your own stupid thing then. Yes. Well, my wife is That's always exactly saying, what I wanted. I said the problem buying for <laughs> you is that if you want something, you just go get it. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and so I have a, I end up having a moratorium on buying anything for myself from December first. Oh, right. So that I don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think honestly, what I want from Father's Day, especially as the kids get older, is just spend some time together. You know, like hear mm -hmm. hear from them. It occurred to me yesterday. Um, I was going to bed last night and I had not seen my oldest kid like at all. Like he gets up early in the morning, he out the door. And I think, cause I went to a November project yesterday morning, I got home late. He's already gone. Right. And then after school, I don't know what the hell he was doing, but anyways, and it occurred to me that sort of empty nest thing. It kind of happens progressively. Mm -hmm. Like you go from, you see your kids like 24 seven 
and eventually less and less and less. Now we're living in the same house. I, you know, I might go like a whole day. Finally, I actually I ran into him in the kitchen around 11 o'clock last night. He was down to make himself a snack. And that's about the only time that we actually, you know, exchange like words. It's weird. Yeah, so I, I, have, a, as I have a very different experience. It'll be like, phone a, me a, on a, Father's <laughs> Day. Give me a call. Or if you're in the neighborhood, come by, you know? Yeah, I, I can totally see that. I know that I have a very different experience with that. Uh, my son, yeah. So I see him every day. <laughs> and I will continue to see him every day until whenever. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's an open-ended thing. It is very open-ended. Um, so anyways, back to Christmas. Christmas, we give it a thumbs up generally. I give it a thumbs up. I give it up. two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. And, uh, I think, uh, I think uh, Christmas. It's important to me. It's important for certain to me reasons. Too. I think it's important to a lot of people. And I mean, it's it's a great holiday. I mean, everybody has their own perspective on why Christmas is good for them. Uh, yep. I mean, there's clearly some people that it's not good for. And uh, for them, I sort of say, bah, humbug. That's right. <laughs> Christmas is big in the Philippines. Really? I've been told, yeah, from our old nanny. They, they really get into it. And when we were in Maui, <laughs> again... This made my son crazy because there too, it wasn't yeah, yeah. even, it wasn't even American Thanksgiving. We were there early November. Well, to his point, right after Halloween, there was already a lot of Christmas stuff in the stores, including, and this is great. They have lots of Santas wearing Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> well, I remember going to, uh, to, uh, Hawaiian, uh, it went to Hawaii over, it was near Christmas and there was like this giant snow globe over like a, like a Santa snow globe. Right. With like the giant balloon with, with Santa stuff in it in Hawaii. Like so fake snow in the snow globe. Nice. So that was awesome. Yeah. That's a, that's a whole other debate. Are you damaging your children by lying to them about Santa or not? I'd like, you know, it just, just occurred to me. Santa in the MCU. Oh. That would be awesome. Well, there's... <laughs> There's some crazy. Maybe he can cameo in. Uh, I have no idea. Deadpool three. I have no idea if it's any good or not. But there's a, <laughs> there's a, there's a, a Santa with David Harbor. Uh, it's oh, called, uh, Violent Night. Isn't it a remake of? There was a couple of Christmas themed horror movies back in the seventies. Dark Night, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. I think is is one of them. Look that up. And yeah, this is just a remake. Doesn't he play like? Is he a is he a, a killer? I have no idea. That's uh, it is. I'm trying to see if it's got how many uh, how many uh, stars. How many stars does it have? It might be. For, it might be up, really awful. It's up for an Oscar. Yeah, he needs a win after. Uh, well, he did Stranger Things. Yeah, great actor. But he's, uh, he's, but his remake of um, Hellboy just didn't didn't. Uh, you know, just didn't it, catch on. It was okay. It was. I didn't mind it. Yeah, but critically, it did not do no. that well, right? I think a lot of people still wanted uh, Ron Perlman to come back and and do his uh, finish the trilogy. Mm-hmm. How many stars did it have? What mm-hmm. the hell is it about? Not thing. I don't know anything about that. Yeah. It looks like it's still Bad Santa. Remember that with uh, uh, Billy Ray? Uh, not Billy Ray. What the hell's his name? Billy. Famous actor, Billy something. Anyways, you remember? Oh, he was yeah. in the um, Sling Billy Blade. Bob, Billy, Bob. Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, Bad Santa. 
And that had the kid from uh, so American no Pie. Ra- in it. No ratings yet. Stifler. Has it has it come out? It is. It comes out in two days. It's Ooh. rated R. Tomato meter is zero. The audience score is zero because okay. it's got nothing yet. Nothing yet. So coming soon. Coming soon. That's why it's got no ratings because nobody hasn't come out yet. It. Yeah. Is it one of these things that comes out and they leave the uh, the critics until the last minute? Usually that's a bad. That's sign. usually not a good sign. I haven't uh, watched. Speak. I guess we'll talk about media. Yeah. Now. What media are you consuming? Well, I finished the third season of Stranger Things, and I'm just taking a little break before I delve into season four, which looks absolutely wild. Um, It's amazing how much those kids have grown. I I saw the trailer, and I'm like, Mike, it's just like watching my kids, like within, because there's probably a year, 18 months between episodes, like seasons, (laughs) right? And they're just at that age now where they've all, you know, uh, so that's going to be well, interesting which, who do you think is the oldest of them well i know millie bobby brown is 18 she's just turned 18 yeah right? i think mike is probably the um <laughs> oh, i can't remember the actor's name who plays uh oh what the hell's his name the uh african-american kid is probably pretty old i saw him in the trailer and he looks like a like an adult um and then mike what's that guy's name wolf um no he's got a yeah european so mike is older than he looks because he just looks young right um how old is he uh i can't remember but uh, i'll uh, i'll find out but uh finn finn wolfgarden or something like that yeah and the oldest i think is steve oh yeah and he's in his 30s is he really yeah yeah, that actor yeah yeah he is awesome he really is. Yeah. And the... Uh, and he that, is great. I, I absolutely... Like, he's taken that character from that first season. You know, he's... I, I really enjoy... And then I like Robin, who is the daughter of Uma Thurman. And Ethan Hawke. And Ethan Hawke. Yeah. And she's really good, too. Well, and I'm I, I'm amazed at the Matthew Modine character, because uh, uh was Papa. And uh, Matthew Modine is... Because uh, I remember him in Birdie. Yeah. And then Paul Reiser is good in it too. Of course, Winona. So it's just a great show. So I'm watching. So, I'm, uh, so the Caleb Loff, Lachlan, McLaughlin, McLaughlin yeah. is um, the guy who plays. Uh, I can't remember his name. There's Dustin, there's Mike, there's. Uh, that's a good question. Um, uh, he's. So he would be 21. Okay. Um. Uh, Dustin is the character is played by Gitang, and he is how old is he? Does it say how old he is? Yeah, he is twenty. Okay, so um, they're all around that. Uh, and Finn, Finn Wolfhard, w- who plays Wolfhard. Mike, yeah. is twenty. <laughs> and he Millie also, Bobby Brown he played the exact is, same character in Ghostbusters uh, Afterlife too. She's not. She's so she was born. So she is, yeah, she is 18, 18 right. and a half. Um, uh, Nancy, Natalie, Natalia Dyer. Yeah. So she is 20. So she's uh, 1995. She was born in 95. So 2000, so she'd be 27. 27. Yeah. Yeah. Again, playing like 18. Uh Jonathan is uh, Will Byers' 
Yep, his older brother. He's 28. 28. Okay, so, you know, that makes sense. Joe Carey, who plays Steve, is 30. Wow. Uh, Will Byers, which is played by Noah Schnott. Yep. He is uh, 18. Okay, so he's a bit younger. Which makes sense. If you look at him in the early season, he looks quite a bit younger. Although. Max, who's played yeah. by Sadie Sink, is 20. Okay. So they're all around that age, but playing younger. How old is Paul Reiser? 56. Paul, he's 60 something. Is he? Yeah, he's 66. Wow. I think. And Matthew Modine is. Really old. <laughs> No, he's only a little bit older than me. He's five really years older old. than me, so sixty-two. Oh man, Ancient. he looks older than Paul Reiser. It's a decrepitude. And David Harbor is uh, got to be in his late forties. He's in his forties, so he's born in seventy-five. Yeah. So so uh, he'd be fifty. No, he's not quite fifty. He's forty-eight. Forty-eight. Yeah. And uh, Winona Ryder is about my age. Oh no, she's younger. So born in 71. Okay. Yeah. So 52. Yeah. So there you go. Lots, there you go. Great show. Lots of. Uh... Actually, we watched, my wife wanted to watch uh, a Peter Sellers, uh, a Pink Panther movie. So we watched the Pink Panther Strikes Again, <laughs> which is the one from 1976. This is where the inspector uh, Dreyfus loses his mind and my kids absolutely love it because it's so slapsticky, right? Oh, yeah. But I was looking at Peter Sellers and some of these ones said that people seemed older back in the day, right? Peter Sellers was only 54 when he died. So he would have only been was 51 when he did. What did he die from? Was it a heart attack? They said it was a heart attack. He was apparently a very strange guy. Like well, he, he had, he uh, was a, apparently he was awful. He was, he, while he was a, uh, a wonderful comedian. Yeah. He apparently was just unbelievable, unbelievably awful to women, to, mm -hmm. to, to friends and all that stuff. It, so it was really funny because I go to, um, I, I get my glasses uh, from a particular place called, I think it's called the observatory. Not a sponsor. Did Peter Sellers go there? No, but right behind the main desk, they have this big picture of Peter Sellers, of Peter Sellers with a bold pair of glasses oh. and uh, a beautiful model. Okay. And uh, and I think so he's punching an urchin. Well, and uh, it's been, it's been there for been there for years. So he's sitting there. He's he's got a cigarette and he's got this beautiful model and um uh, and Peter Sellers sitting there and uh, and I, so I asked. I said. So what's the significance of this picture that you have there? And it's been there forever. And um, so, because I, I said, you know, like Peter Sellers is kind of a controversial person. Yeah. He yeah, was yeah, just yeah. not, yeah. I mean, he was funny, but he was. Right. He was not a nice person. Sure. And, and, and they said, well, it wasn't for the Peter Sellers. It was actually for the, the model. Okay. There's some connection between that woman and, um, I, like the the owners, oh, the original owners, and um, and Peter Sellers, although for all his flaws, he was quite bold in his eyeglass choices. So you have uh, you, you have, never tell about people. 
Uh, and um, but it was kind of interesting because like everybody, I'm looking at Peter Sellers and they're looking at the the, the, the woman. Oh yeah. And um, so is that Peter Sellers? Oh geez, yeah. I guess it I mean is. it was a great yeah. photo. It was like from a photographic perspective, right. it was beautiful portrait. Well, you know, a lot of these famous people and it was black and white are. Uh, you need to separate them from their character, yes. right? In both cases, which is I always find it interesting where people are like, oh, this person did a bad thing, so we should stop, you know, watching the show. And it's like, yeah, but the character's not the person, right? Well, it's like Kevin Spacey, right? Yeah. Kevin Spacey, I mean. Now, I don't think they should continue to work and get new opportunities if they've proven themselves to be a horrible person. But, <laughs> but like going back in the past and like, oh, I'm not going to watch LA Confidential. Why not? It's a great movie. Like he was in it. Yeah. And, or like the usual suspect. He's an actor. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Spacey was an amazing actor. He, yes. And um, did some amazing work. And if you've ever seen him do impressions, yeah. like he's got an amazing skill at doing impressions of people. Yeah. But um, sounds like he's a pretty awful human being. It sounds like he's not a decent guy. Yeah. Right. Anyway, on that happy note. Happy note. What, else, uh, what oh, are you uh, consuming? What am I consuming? Oh, well, so I thought... Other than painkillers at a phenomenal rate. <laughs> uh, the uh, the peripheral, which I thought was ending last <gasps> week, was actually episode seven. And this week, uh, so by the time this comes out, it will be the last episode. There are only eight episodes. Ooh. I saw seven. And it is really clear that it is headed towards something because there's been... There was a bit of exposition in this one. And right. it is rapidly... like. It, there's this one character, Inspector Lobier, uh, comes in super confident. She just uh, exudes a menacing control over yep. the situation. And then she meets this other kind of equivalent in their organization, um, in the RI uh, uh, person. And, uh, and she is totally put on her back foot. Oh, and it's interesting. interesting to see this actress like have this projecting this incredible confidence and all of sure. a sudden she's immediately on her back foot and ah, just uh, just kind of uh taken back and just the acting to successfully accomplish that that mm. is quite dramatic to see this powerful and then just a step back and kind of slightly shaken right and um awesome. and i have no idea where it's going but i'm lo loving every every part of the journey Excellent. so it is it is yeah. a, it is very clever yeah Last episode of Andor? I thought it was okay. Really? I thought, you know, I was a little, I don't know if I had I, high expectations. I really liked it. Like, it was really good. I thought the the entire series was really good. I thought it kind of ended a little, like, it built up so many things that I thought that it couldn't really right. tie, tie well, it up. They, I, I believe mean, they're doing a second season. Well, so. they are doing a second season, but things like... Know. Like in the very first uh, three or four episodes, part of the thing is he's looking for his sister, and then nothing. Right. Like there is no reference That's to true. his sister yeah. ever again. And uh, you know, I don't know if that was a MacGuffin or something like that. Uh, but uh, she's hanging out with the little sister from that '70s show, and and Chuck Cunningham from from Happy Days. Yeah, it, the it, the long tradition of the sibling character who just gone we don't need this character they're extraneous so we'll just pretend that we never talked about them. so there there's a ton of <laughs> ton of fan service where there's lots of reference to, and homages to all these threads right. from other series yeah. and other episodes and all that stuff 
and uh, and the post credit scene, you see the yeah. So uh, spoiler alert. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to divulge it, but it it was very clever to bring that Death Star. Yes. Thing in there. Well, I saw this great. You know, it's so fun because you watch a show for an hour, and then there's like 15 hours of people on YouTube taking it apart. Yeah. I saw a great video on why... except for the peripheral. There's only one guy that does the peripheral. And the really interesting thing about the guy who does the peripheral, he's like a a professor. Interesting. And so he has a totally different demeanor. So all these other guys, they've all... all, all, So for Andor and any of the MCU stuff, you know, there's a whole slew of these people who are dissecting these things. Uh, For the peripheral so far, there's really only like one guy. His name, I think, is Damien Walker. Okay. And uh, he shoots it vertical. So it's a vertical. It's beautifully shot. It's always about him. And he's talking like a professor. And uh, it it is a totally different experience to have the dissection of the peripheral versus any of the end or like, and they go through scene by scene and sure. all these little yeah. bits and pieces. But anyway, carry on. Well, this guy was talking about how Andor will probably be one of the shows that ages the best in the, in the star Wars uh, pantheon. Okay. And he's saying, you know, Dave Filoni and, and Favreau are awesome, right? You're talking about fan service, right? Yeah, yeah. They know how to make action movies. And a lot of those series have a lot of fan service, Yeah. but he's saying how, if you look at Andor, the, the, the world building, because it's a different director, creator, who's not known for Star Wars. And, you know, like even how the, the bureaucracy of the Empire, and he was just going through all of these different layers, how the certain guard, because they're on the on the outer rim, mm-hmm. they tend to be less brutal than the Imperial, uh, like the stormtroopers are shooting. The other guys are not because yeah, yeah. They're, they, they get recruited from these outposts. Rin, rim planets right so there's more of a connection all these subtleties or how the isb is really about not protecting the empire but protecting the emperor yeah. so they're all you know their whole uh, uh uh motivation is very different it was fascinating just all the nuance that has been put in there but not oh look it's luke skywalker or you know there's an x-wing right this was much more subtle and really building out a whole area of that universe that we don't really see in the other shows. I thought it was fascinating. So this guy was just like, this show is going to really stand the test of time. The others are great, but this has really got much of a deeper, you know, into the mythology and, and just some of the, like demonstrating like the emperor, the empire as a bureaucracy. It's not too sexy in a TV show, right? Oh, they're having meetings, you know, they're filling in forms. But, goes, but that's the whole essence of why that, whole thing fell apart it was like fascinating so i really enjoyed it i thought it was great looking forward to season two speaking of upcoming stuff hmm. when is the guardians of the galaxy thing drop apparently it already dropped oh really i've been watching it i think you so watch no we're on a not before december 1st watch uh, although we did watch the first right. two episodes it of, looks like it dropped a couple yeah. a few days ago so we watched band of brothers uh, the first two episodes rewatched for me and watched for my kids. Is it about your kids? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. Playing drums. Yeah. No. <laughs> I know. No. I'm, 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 no, it's not a musical. No. No, Victor wanted to watch a war movie. And Paulette was like, eh. and I'm like, hey, why no, don't we watch? Is Band of Brothers about... a series or a, or a movie? It's a, a 12, 10 episode. It was, it was phenomenal when it came out. So it's, okay. it's set in the Second World War. Uh, 
Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks. So after Saving Private Ryan, they did this series for HBO and it it's based on a book, Band of Brothers by Stephen Ambrose. And actually it is not fiction. It is the actual story of this um, easy company from the 501st Airborne uh, paratroopers and like all of the characters at the very, very end of the series, spoiler alert, you see, because there's these old guys that pop up through it and they're talking about, you know, different experience, but then you see who they are, all of their names, and you realize all of the characters in the show were real people. And um, I've seen like YouTube videos about it and, and certain battles they recreated, you know, on the basis of these people saying, and then so-and-so stood here and then he shot a guy in that tower. So it's, it's almost like a documentary but it's drama and it's just phenomenal. So, yeah. I mean, it's 20 years old now, coming up on. Oh, Great series, though. Yeah. I should watch that. Yeah. Um, anyway, we should wrap it up. Yeah, probably. Got um, stuff to do. Stuff to do. Uh, have a really great, uh, great day. Yeah. And you too, man. See you next week. All right. Sounds good. Take care. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Happy holidays. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>